0: brought your Bibles, turn to Psalm 63, Psalm 63, and I want to look at verses 1 through 8, Psalm 63, man, really struggled during the week about what to share with you this morning, and, and uh, shared with Judy on the way some things I was, the Lord had uh, spoke to my heart about. And so, but settled on Psalm 63, and we'll look at verses 1 through 8. I want to share with you a sermon I've entitled, My New Level, My New Level of Commitment to Christ in 2015. My New Level of Commitment to Christ in 2015. Psalm 63, verse 1, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. Now, early will I seek thee. Some believe that this means early in the morning he will seek the Lord. But in this particular psalm, he is suggesting that he will begin seeking the Lord early in his life. And that's what he did. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee, in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy love and kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with Mara and, and fatness. And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. Because thou hast been my help. Therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee. My right hand upholdeth me. This morning I want to begin by asking you a question. Give this serious thought. On a scale from 1 to 10. 10 being the highest. How would you rate your level of commitment to Christ in these six major Christian disciplines that I'm fixing to share with you. Scale 1 to 10. Rate yourself, not your husbands or wives or the preachers or anybody else, but this is you. You and God. What is your level of commitment, number one, What is your level of commitment to attend a small group Bible study class? One to ten. That would be a um, a Bible fellowship class, uh, our Sunday school classes. A discipleship training class. uh, Youth Sunday school class, Bible fellowship class. Wednesday night. What's your commitment? Number two. What is my level of commitment to attend corporate worship? What's your level of commitment to be here on Sunday morning during worship time? Number three, what is your level of commitment to to the giving of the tithe unto the Lord? Your level of commitment. Now let me go back. I failed to do something. But like um, uh, my commitment to... To attend corporate worship. Hebrews 10.25 says we're to do that. My commitment to giving the tithe unto the Lord. Malachi 3.10 says we're to do that. Number four. My commitment to personal devotional time. 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Tells us to do that. Number five. The use of your level of commitment to the use of your spiritual gifts and your natural abilities. Where are you serving the Lord? How are you serving the Lord? 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 20 says we are to do that. What is my level of commitment in sharing the gospel with others? Matthew twenty eight eighteen through 20 tells us that we are to, to do that. So my prayer this morning as a pastor of Mountain View Baptist Church is that that we will commit ourselves as individual believers and then as a body of believers to excel to the highest level of commitment to these Christian disciplines. I want to excel to the highest level of commitment to those six major disciplines In the Christian faith. Now speaking from the heart. I honestly believe. That if we're going to be the church. That God has rebuilt us to be. Then our commitment to these six disciplines. Is a must. Small group Bible study. Corporate worship. Tithing devotional time, serving with our gifts, witnessing. If we're going to be what God has rebuilt us to be, we have to make sure that these things are priorities in our lives. Now, we don't have much time left before the Lord comes back. There's a lot of work to do. And there's a short time to do it. And we will be considered a failure in our work if we don't get serious about our commitment to those six disciplines. I don't want God to look at us as pastor of the church. I don't want Him to look at us as a body Mountain View Baptist Church, body of Christ. And I don't want him to look at us and see us as the church at Ephesus who had left their first love. I don't want him to say, hey, you're just like the church at Pergamus who held a false doctrine. You were a compromising church there at Mountain View. As a pastor, the under-shepherd of this church, I don't want God to say, You're just like the church at Sardis, who had a name of being alive, but it was dead. I don't want God to look at our church and say, You're just like Thyatira. They were a corrupt church. I mean, they continued the practice of Jezebel. She'd been dead over a thousand years. Sexual immorality, lust, and the list goes on and on. I don't want God to look at Mountain View Baptist Church and say, Hey, you're just like Laodicea, where the preacher and the people were just lukewarm, neither hot nor cold. It made me sick spewed that church out of my mouth. But I want God to look at Mountain View Baptist Church and say, you know, you're like Philadelphia church. You're just faithful. Faithful. God says to us today, as He said to the churches there in Revelation 3, 19, As many as I love, I rebuke and I chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. their stuff. So God, help us to repent and today renew our commitment to a new level to you. I don't know what level of commitment you walked in here with this morning, but I pray to God you'll walk out on a different level. Let me ask you a personal question. Do you honestly want to move to a higher level of commitment to the Lord in 2015? Do you really want that? I know one of my, uh, driving down the road Friday, Jesus said, well, what are some things uh, you're wanting to do? What are some of those resolves you're making? I said, well, I want to read my Bible through this year by using this special study course book that I picked. So I know we've made from time to time spiritual resolves. And for the most, we've attempted those. Let me tell you something. You may say, well, I don't make resolutions. You'll never do anything for the Lord until you do. Spiritual resolves. Do you honestly want to move to that higher level of commitment to the Lord in 2015. Some of you probably said, I want to read my Bible more. I want to attend more frequently. I want to try this tithing thing. I want to be a part of a small group. I want to have a prayer and devotional time. Some of you may have made those spiritual resolves in your life. if you have made those resolves, if you honestly want to move to a higher level of commitment to the Lord in 2015, let me ask you this. Are you willing to go after that commitment? Are you serious about it? We have all kinds of pursuits in life. We we pursue new jobs. We pursue All kinds of uh, promotions. Maybe there's a young girl pursuing a young man. A young man pursuing a young girl. I've been there. That's one of my pursuits. Worked hard to get her. Broke a water beaker in the biology class. I'll stop with all that. Pursuing, doing everything I could to obtain what I wanted. Jobs, girlfriend, boyfriend, car that you want to buy, work a little harder, set aside some money, get extra jobs. Pursuing, scholarships for college, calling the preacher, need you to write a, a reference which I enjoy doing. Calling others to get references, doing this, doing that to get that scholarship for college. And then weight loss, you know, this first year, and, and we, you know, you, you buy all the stuff to, to lose weight, and you're, you're spending money, you're pursuing it. Here's the whole point you do whatever you can do to get what you want, you give it your best effort whatever it is that you're pursuing in life, right? Amen? Amen, you do. You give it your best effort. You focus your energy just on that. You devise a plan that you'll be able to acquire whatever you're pursuing. Then you'll talk about it to everybody that'll listen to you. Then you'll think about it in the daytime, and you'll think about it at night, and you'll stick with your plan until you get it. Now let me ask you this. What would happen if you put forth the same energy in your commitment and going after God as you do your worldly pursuits? What would your prayer life look like? If you took on that same energy, what would your family be like? What would your priorities be like in life? What would your use of time be like? What would your spending habits be like? Your social life, your church attendance, your burden for the lost, your Bible study, your worship, using your spiritual gifts and talents. I just mentioned all six of those disciplines. What would your life be like spiritually if you went after with the same energy of those spiritual pursuits as you do worldly pursuits, do you think they'd be a big change in your spiritual life? Of course there would be. What would happen in your life if you put forth the same energy in your commitment to God as you do your commitment to the world? You said, Brother Samuel, how can I obtain that higher level. Three things I'm going to give you real quick. Number one, reference. Reference. By that I mean you know where you are right now. Right now you know where you are. Hope you know where you are. Kind of reminded me of a joke about uh, this absent-minded preacher, Brother Philip He's so absorbed in the work at church, you know. His, his wife said, listen, honey, don't forget we're going to move today. Don't forget it. I'm going to put a note in your pocket. Judy puts my notes in my pocket all the time. I'm going to put a note in your pocket where you'll remember we're moving today. But he forgot the note. He came home and the house was empty. He couldn't figure it out. He went, in, sat, went out and sat down on a curb. And as he sat on that curb, his little boy came by. And he said, son, he said, do you remember the people that lived in this house? And he said, sure. Dad, Mom told me you'd forget this. Some of you will think about that after a while and you'll laugh. Before you make or move to a new level of commitment, you must know where you are right now, your present level. How'd you rank yourself? A 2, a 3, a 4, a 5, a 6, a 7 on each one of those. An 8, a 9. Where are you? You may have been at a higher level at one time. Maybe a 7 or 8. And then for whatever reason, an influence from another person? Got to be careful. It brought you down a level 2. It's just not what it used to be. You'll notice the subscription under Psalm 63, right under that Psalm heading in the King James, it says, A Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. David knew that he was in a desert place. Verse 1, he says, It was a dry and thirsty land. So to be serious, with your commitment, you must know where you are now. With each one of those spiritual disciplines, your devotional life and tithing and worship and serving and, and witnessing, where are you right now? Let me just say it this way. Until you realize where you are now, you're not going to step forward in a renewed commitment today. You've got to know where you are now. And David wasn't fooled. David wasn't troubled. He wasn't fooled by some mirage. You know what a mirage is? A mirage is something that's not true. I see them on a lot of old westerns. I see them on the Ralphman every now and then, gun smoke. They look out there and they see all of this stuff and It's water, and they crawl to it, but it's not there. David didn't see a mirage. You know what the sad thing is? There are a lot of Christians, perhaps some here this morning, are just just in a desert place spiritually, and they don't even know it. It's like they live in a world of mirages. They see things that aren't fair. They believe things about themselves that aren't true. My prayer life is alright. My devotional life is alright. My attendance is alright. They're looking at mirages. When they know deep down inside, they have a low level of commitment in every one of those areas. They don't know where they are. They're like the church at Laodicea, Revelation 3, 17. I liked what the message, the the message paraphrase said about this. You brag, I'm rich, I've got it made, I need nothing from anyone. Obviously, that in fact, you're a pitiful, blind beggar, threadbare, and homeless. You think you got it together spiritually. And God said to Laodicea, "You don't have it as good you don't have it together like you think you got it together." So please pray this morning that the Holy Spirit can remind us of just how dry and how weary we really are. To renew our commitment in 2015. There's a reference point. Secondly, there's a resource. Notice what he said in verse 1. He says, God, O God. And then he says, Thou art my God. He acknowledged God. Then he says, Thou art my God. So he knew God was there. Two things the verse says. I'll mention them pretty quick. David knows that God is there. Even in his spiritual wilderness, David knew God was there. Even in my spiritual wilderness, your spiritual wilderness, in those dry times and those barren times, we know God is there. Psalm 139, verse 7 through 10. Look at God's Word. Psalm 139. Did I give that to you? Psalm 139. If you will turn over. Let's look at this. I didn't have it marked myself. Psalm 139, verse 7. Oh, you know the passage. I mean, you can't leave God anywhere. 139, verse 7. I'm almost finished. He says, Whether I shall go from thy spirit. Where shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall, shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the night are both alike to thee. I mean, there's nowhere that I can go. God is with me. So two things in the verse in Psalm 63 verse 1 says, Hey, God is there. Even in these spiritual wildernesses, I'm in. God's there. Secondly, God knows that God is His God. God knows that. He says, God, thou art my God. God is His God. So David acknowledges God is his only hope and his only resource. God's there. The only way out of your spiritual wilderness or any mess is by God's help. Psalm 18, verse 6. I believe that will be on your screen for you. Psalm 18, verse 6. God's word says, In my dist-, or the psalmist says, In my distress I called upon the Lord and I cried unto God. He heard my voice out of his temple and, and me cry came before, me, uh, before him even unto, uh, even unto his ears. So to come out of the spiritual wilderness, this dry and thirsty place, takes a deliberate act of repentance. Not not just a quick, easy, casual visit to the altar, but a visit by a person with a broken heart and a contrite spirit who is honestly seeking to renew the level of commitment with God that they once had or they would like to have. How can I raise my level? There's a reference point. Know where you are. There's a resource. God is my help. And then there's a resolution. Set your heart to do it. Say this today, perhaps. I'm going to do what I have to do to honor my commitment to God in 2015 and beyond. Now, as we close this morning, this sermon's going to produce different responses uh, with different people someone's going to be thinking, well, Brother Sammy, don't get so worked up. You know, don't rock the boat. We kind of like it like it is. Really don't expect any change in my life. And then another person's going to hear it, or some others will hear it, and it says, well, that sounds good, Brother Sammy. But right now is a bad time for me. I really can't get that involved in a commitment to God. I got a lot of things planned. You know, I've got travel ball and I've got camping and I've got hunting and I've got fishing and I've got all these things already planned. Then you'll have some that will say, Well, Brother Sammy, this is just what we need as a church. It really is to get the work done before the Lord comes back. I believe this is, I believe we need this to be the church that God has rebuilt us to be. And you can count on me because this is what I need to get out of this spiritual wilderness that I'm in. And so right now it becomes decision time. Then we're faced with this question. Which group am I in? Am I in the group, don't rock the boat, things going pretty good, Like just like it is? Or am I, am I in that group? Hey, don't bother me. I got my own plans. Don't have time for any more commitments to things at the church. You only live once, and I'm going for the world and not for God right now. Or, this is for me. I think I make it to that other level. So this morning, are you ready to move to a new level of commitment? 2015, small group Bible study class. Meet at 945 for about an hour, 45 minutes. Ten corporate worship. Been faithful now, been faithful. Commit to give a tithe to the Lord. There's tithe and envelope boxes out there, and you're going to hear a lot more about that. There's less than 50 signed up to pick those up. Let me just say this. If you, if you pick those, if you decide to pick those boxes up and use them, it'd be a good idea with IRS to, to, if you're ever checked, the only way they'll give you credit for any type of contribution to the church is the same way they'll give you credit for any other contribution to you, that you'll make. You have to have a receipt of your contributions and your checks don't get it anymore. It has to be a statement written by the church that you gave X amount of money. And we give those statements out in January for your tax purposes. Nobody sees what you give except our treasure. And, and she's, she's sworn to secrecy, and she says, nothing. I have no idea what anybody give, or gives. But let me encourage you to use that system for your own tax benefit, nothing else. Have the boxes there. Commit to give the tithe to the Lord. Personal devotion time. There's a lot of devotion books and studies. and Even your Bibles may have a devotion guide. You can read the Bible through. Use your spiritual gifts and talents. A commitment to share the gospel. Maybe you've never made a commitment today of any kind to Christ. That's where you need to start. You say, Brother Sammy, I've never made a commitment of... To Christ, in any way. Well, today you need to start by making that commitment to Him and ask Him to be your Lord, your Savior. What level are you on at the beginning of 2015? What level? Where will you be when this year is over? I pray we'll be taking another level each year. As we continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, I come to you. Thank you for the challenge that's before us this morning. I thank you for each person here, their faithfulness. And Lord, I pray that today they, uh, your Holy Spirit spoke to every heart here. I pray for those today who have never made a commitment to Christ. I pray today they would come in a commitment today to give Christ their heart, their life, and Lord, to receive him into their life, to be their Lord and Savior, to follow the Lord in believer's baptism, believer's baptism. And so, Father, I pray that they'll come today in in a commitment to be saved. And I pray for others that come. I pray they'll spend time here the altar. I mean, this is too big a decision to make. This invitation is, a, is, is an important invitation as we move from the level where we're right now, um, where we are in our commitment to, to a higher level. Help us to be willing to evaluate those six disciplines. As we grow toward those and in those. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.